Welcome, everybody. Once again, this is the episode three of the Undisputed Future podcast, April 19th edition review. My name is C.D. Danny Mac, joined again, once again, by my right-hand man, Nikki Six. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. And this episode, the April 19th edition of NXT, was highlighted by Ty Dillinger's last stand in NXT, taking on Eric Young in a steel cage match. But before we get to that, this week's edition is off to a glorious start because there was a proclamation by our champion tonight, Nick. Honestly, like, ugh. He wears that belt. On, I, I really didn't like it at first. Um, I thought it was a bit generic, especially seeing as how they introduced the women's titles first. And it just was a slight variation. But he wears it well. He wears the belt well. And um, I'm hoping that he can have, add the prestige that the you know previous inhabitants of NXT have brought to the prestige to that uh, to that last title. I mean, that championship looks good, shining off of him during his entrance, but once he got into the ring, he was going on and on about this victory speech, and, you know, Bobby Roode just has that way of turning the crowd on him, no matter how much they hype up the glorious entrance, because it is contagious, but the way he can actually turn the crowd around to get real booze in that real heel way is something you got to admire. Honestly, you're right. That was an absolutely flawless shoot, and um, it seems like he's going for an even harder heel turn. He's he's trying to get rid of the glorious chance. He's trying to get rid of that fan appeal. He's trying to go for the real hard heel turn. He's definitely off to a good start. That's a good point about the glorious chance. He did pronounce it, you know, a slightly different way when he first said how he sold out the Amway Center and made WrestleMania week simply glorious. But this victory speech would be shortly interrupted by. Longtime NXT veteran, a man who has been sadly plagued by injuries, another Japanese phenom in Hideo Itami. Nick, it was great to see him back. Yeah, it was fantastic, and I, you know, I hope he can stick around for you know long enough to actually pull this feud off. But um, I mean, the Austin Aries thing was you know very unfortunate. I was really looking forward to those two locking up a rivalry that started in NXT Takeover Brooklyn, something that we shared. We kind of got NXT. robbed of, but it, it's it's. Uh... It's okay. Moving on, uh, what's it called? Um, that intense stare that Hideo had at that NXT title, it, 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 I don't know. Before or after he slapped the glorious one taste right out of his mouth. Well, well, obviously afterwards, (laughs) once he was down after that GTS, um, he picked up that belt and he stared at it like he knows it's coming. But I, I, I gotta ask you, do you think he's going to be another one of the many to move on to the WWE without earning that moniker? I think he certainly carries enough appeal for the brand. He's been around a long time, despite the fact that we haven't seen him. He is one of the faces that you think, when you think of that earlier fan era based of NXT, of the Finn Balor. You know, he, he made his debut in that tag team match with Finn Balor against the longest reigning tag team champions at the time, the Ascension. So fantastic match. Fantastic match. Hideo still does have that homegrown appeal of the old NXT. I think he's a man who deserves a run with the championship. Whether or not he's able to conquer Bobby Roode is an entirely different story. Yeah, one more thing on that. That that sell after, you know, like the whole thing, Bobby Roode trying to like stumble to his feet and just that was that was a fantastic sell on Bobby Roode's part. Just showing that he's an all-around amazing superstar whether it be you know, competing in the ring or just selling another superstar's you know, devastating finishing move. 
he knows how to be an all-around superstar, and props given. It is certainly interesting to see whether the fate and future of NXT is truly in Bobby Roode's control, or whether it will be interrupted by the returning Hideo Itami. While there is some speculation on who the number one contender for the NXT Championship is going to be, we have one confirmed matchup coming up. It's going to be Gentleman Jack Gallagher versus Tyler Bate for the WWE United Kingdom Championship, and a uh, an interesting war of worlds between war of words between the two gentlemen. It was very it was very uh, regal though. It, it was good to see that that change of pace where. You know, they're intense, but at the same time, they're being very respectful. There was a lot of passive-aggressiveness going on between the two Englishmen on that one. It was was really nice, and again, like, we've been bringing up the UK tournament, uh, you know, since, you know, day one, and we are excited to see what what they are going to do with the uh, UK championship, so uh, I'm glad to see that we're, you know, getting to see it being competed for, but again, I can't wait to see what the end result of it. Is it going to be a constant where we see it on NXT, or is it going to get its own division? Well, it's going to get its own show. We already know this, but it will be interesting to see if after it gets its own show, whether it will still be defended on episodes of NXT, because I'm sure the two shows are going to coincide in one way or the other. One thing I would like to point out about that promo, uh, props on Jack Gallagher for calling him Master Tyler and not Master Never mind. Let's get into the performance center now. Subtle but nice. <laughs> where we have heavy machinery about to lift, what was it, 495 pounds by it's Tucker Knight? Insane weights. Some sort of, you know, boom shakaloo quality <laughs> weights. God, I, I love those two guys. I think they're going to be such huge. They're going to be a lot division. of fun. Just a lot of fun to see a big, you know, strong, powerful. Uh, likable tag team likable tag team it, it's almost like a, a, a face version of um, uh, Typhoon and Earthquake the natural disasters from way back when in the early 90s and those two while you know they had Jimmy Hart and they had the mouthpiece but they were you know they were heels so it's nice to see a big joyful tag team that's not going to be you know laughed at because they do have that intimidating they have the presence they're move set as we've seen it's very innovative for two big men but these two big men were caught in between another conflict happening on the other side between drew mcintyre just making his return and a long stay in nxc so far in andrade cianos well andre cianos is he's kind of grasping at straws and i feel like at this point he's he's really trying to prove himself in any way shape or form he wants that nxt gold he wants to show regal that he is main event material and the best way to do it is to go after the top dog who just, you know, started to make his way back. But we will see that match on the April 26th edition of NXT. It's looking like a stacked card already between that and the United Kingdom Championship. Moving on to Andrade Cien Almas versus former United Kingdom Championship tournament contender Danny Birch. And this was a very interesting matchup, Nick. Danny Birch is certainly a no-nonsense fighter. He wasn't falling for any of Andrade Cien Almas's mind games. In Absolutely not. He stayed on task and on point as per usual. And it was just an unbelievable back-and-forth technical match. It was fast. It was precise. You know, these guys, they, they, they knew, you know, exactly how to work off of each other. And that's the kind of chemistry I truly enjoy. But it was that nice conflict between the two personalities, too. Almas is more, you know, showy. We saw his new pyro going off in front of him tonight. Danny Burch is a very straight-ahead, very motivated, no-nonsense fighter. 
You know what else I'd like to bring up is that uh, you know Danny Burch had a short run on NXT prior to the UK tournament, and you know he wasn't very liked. He was a bit of a jobber, and you know after the UK tournament, he seems to be a little bit more. I certainly found a new respect for him. Yeah, I, I definitely not not just a new respect for him, but the, the fans of the NXT are starting to see more of his personality, more of his backstory, and we're starting to appreciate him even more. So I feel like that's going to work to his advantage in the future, and I'm I'm excited to see where that goes. I think whether he sticks around for NXT or he is an exclusive on the UK show. He's definitely going to be a name to watch. Unfortunately, unsuccessful tonight against, you know, Andrade needed this win. He needed to come off strong after losing to Aleister Black in his debut match. And, you know, he's certainly Put made... a great showing, but still, I mean, again, came up short against Aleister Black, but it, it's, hard, it's hard to top that, you know, Black Mass. It's absolutely devastating. I think with Almas's new personality and the fact that we've seen him be able to work, we've seen him be able to go head-to-head with some of NXT's top talents of the past, of the present. I think that's heading him towards the right direction as a main event heel when his time is coming. Absolutely. From a successful match of Andrade C and Almas, we move on to a women's division promo that was very well put together. Nick, I feel like this almost hit the reset button for who was going to take on Asuka. Yeah, honestly, it was, it was, it was a nice uh, change of pace to see the uh, determination of all the new women. Because, I mean, we've seen speckles of each and every one of them here and there. They take a loss to Asuka. They take a loss to the iconic duo. They take a loss to Liv Morgan every once in a blue. Um, but it, it, it's really nice to see that they're still... Or Liv uh, Morgan takes a bunch of losses herself. Yeah, e- either way. But um, what my, my point is is that it, it's good to see that they're still determined. And it's good to see that they're still trying... And no matter, you know, how many times they fall, they're going to keep picking themselves back up. They have that NXT spirit. They all want to be the one based on uh, everything we've seen. I mean, we saw some, again, very familiar faces, but nobody who we've ever seen really get a chance to break out. Like, I've had my eye on Daria Baronado for a long time, the mixed martial artist fighter. I think she's very talented. Uh, Been a fan of Liv Morgan, despite the fact that she loses a bunch. Enzo Uh, Zamora. Again, that doesn't necessarily go back to the automatic rematch like we had been talking about for Ember Moon. I really do feel like this kind of gave a brand new refresh into possible contenders. It did, but at the same time, I was asking, like, last week, how is, you know, Ember Moon going to, again, prove herself? And I feel like all all these competitors popping back up gives her exactly that. It gives her the chance to prove that she still is the number one contender, that she still does have what it takes to compete and beat Asuka. She's definitely in for, you know, some brand new talent we can see emerge. Again, a debuting Ruby Riot in a very interesting rivalry with Nikki Cross so far. There's a whole lot of story. There's a whole lot of new superstars certainly to look out for in the women's division. But uh, again, how it's going to be settled, we will discuss that at a later time. Next, we got uh, a fantastic match. We got the uh, rebound from last week's wonderful segment of uh, the iconic duo getting dunked. Uh, Liv Morgan and Aaliyah taking on Billy Kay and Peyton Royce. And the- Man, what the, the teamwork between the iconic duo, it, it, it keeps getting better and better, and they play off each other so well. It's I, I, can't, I really hope that they don't pull a Dana Brooke and Emma where it's like, Oh, something happened. Now they hate each other. It's it. It seems a little flaky. Those two were very close, and yes, she did side with Charlotte as soon as she got to Raw, and that was you know fugazi. But at the same time, they had a very close bond in NXT, and I feel like to just blow that off, kind of you know, it almost 
demerits everything that they did do in NXT. And, and it upset me in a sense. It's definitely necessary to have that mean girl sort of personality in the NXT division. We've seen it in, you know, the BFFs and Team Best and everything with, you know, Charlotte's Summer Rae, Sasha Banks being the BFFs, uh, Sasha and Becky when they got along as Team BAE. I, I think NXT's women's division needs that element, and I think Peyton Royce and Billy Kay have certainly picked it up and ran with it so far. But Liv Morgan and Olya certainly didn't take bullying Lightly, they stood up, they fought for themselves, and they managed to pull out a win in a very interesting fashion. Yeah, and uh, again, Aaliyah, she, uh, she's definitely refining her art. She, she's getting better little by little. I like that, you know, she's sticking with her roots in the sense that she has the cat ears. I, I, I don't quite get it Yeah, She's going for that 50s chic, whatever. The but cat's meow the being cat's the proper meow, term. Yeah, um, <laughs> I, 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 I'm just glad that she's starting to find her groove, so to speak. Not just in a gimmick, but in the ring. I felt like when she first came around, she was good, but she had some rough edges, and she definitely is refining her art, and it's good to see how hard she's working. She definitely gets better and better every single week. You can tell by the Breaking Ground special, which, guys, if you haven't checked that out, it's absolutely fantastic, in-depth look at the class of NXT. Some very recent call-ups are featured. Baron Corbin's backstory is very interesting. You get a new perspective on Mojo Rowley, but Aaliyah... Her putting together of a character was a very interesting segment to me. It really put me behind her, despite the fact that her in-ring work wasn't the best at the time. And to your point, Nick, I think she's always on the up and up. I think this was a very good, I think it was a very good surprising win for such a likable team in Liv Morgan, I believe. Absolutely. And it was good to see them finally get the win over the Iconic 2. I, I definitely don't think it's over. And, uh... Personally, do you think it's gonna we're gonna get our first like you know big women's tag team match, maybe even with a stipulation? I think it's entirely possible. I think uh, I think if it's the two good sides of friendship facing each other, I think that's entirely possible. We haven't seen many no disqualifications or even a tornado tag. In I, the I'm NXT's. not even saying like like, like let, let's not bring it to the hardcore because we all know that uh, the WWE and the NXT are they try to shy away from women violence ever since you know Victoria and Trish going way too hardcore in that one match in Survivor Series. Survivor Series <laughs> 2002, fantastic event. I'm saying even even elimination match, uh, you know, now now it would be nice to see like you know maybe. Uh, Liv Morgan and Aaliyah, they eliminate one of the iconic duo early, and then it comes back to bite them because they just get screwed by the fact that they came back and cheated anyway. That's... You know, there's that dynamic, or, you know, just the complete sweep where Billy and Kay and Peyton Royce can just completely wipe them out. We haven't seen many two-versus-two women's rivalries in NXT that's, you know, it's definitely something to mull around your mind. Uh... Based on the tantrum after the match from Billy Kay and Peyton Royce, I certainly don't think that this this rivalry is not over. Absolutely not. But again, I'd like to bring up the fact that they did great tag team work, and it's good to see you guys progress. Yeah, big win for Liv Morgan and Aaliyah against Billy Kay and Peyton Royce. Without a doubt, a lot to look forward to in the NXT Women's Division, but there's also a lot to look forward to next week as we are back in black with Aleister Black coming back in, in another matchup at Full Sail. That's right, and I, I can't see who he gets to take on next or just absolutely annihilate next. One interesting fact about Aleister Black, which thank you Reddit R Squared Circle community, he himself, being from Holland, as much as he was a part of the United Kingdom wrestling circuit, the man is not actually from the UK, 
So I would like to apologize, and again, thank you for fact-checking me. That's what this is all about. We are NXT. We are this podcast. I want your input if you hear anything wrong. You know, that's what sparks debate. That's what sparks controversy, and that's what makes for good podcasting. Anyway, on to next week. Cannot wait for Aleister Black's return. We talked about the United Kingdom Championship matchup. We have Andrade Cien Almas taking on Drew McIntyre. Nick, it's going to be a stacked card next week. It's just going to be flawless. I can't wait to see. Honestly, I don't know how they're going to fit anything in between all those jam-packed power. <laughs> like, this is just a bunch of powerhouses, and they're all going to go at it. I, I don't know if we're going to get to see any uh, extra little segments or anything like that. It might just be all action, and uh, I'm always for that. The one thing I am positive of, it will give us a lot to talk about in Episode 4. Moving on to this episode's main event, Ty Dillinger finally making his last stand in NXT, taking on Sanity's Eric Young. And this was interesting from the get-go, Ty Dillinger with a memorable Perfect 10 entrance back to Full Cell for the what would be the last time. The man always puts on an amazing show, but you could see the smile come across his face. I mean, he knew it was going to be his last time. He knew that... You know, this is the last time he was going to be able to appreciate the fans that made him the perfect 10. This rivalry with Sanity certainly brought out a new side of him that we haven't seen before. Let's talk about the video package that we saw highlighting this rivalry earlier in the episode. Lots to discuss. This went back so far from the choice, from the self doubt of Ty Dillinger and Eric Young coming in, coming to him with this offer. And the fact that it just snowballed and it got more intense, it really, really highlighted the aggressiveness turned up to a 10. Yeah, it, 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 was, it was a nice, nice thing. I like what you did there. But uh, um, it, it, it was good to see that Ty Dillinger, even though he didn't win any major titles in the uh, NXT tenure, he did go out with a hell of a bang, and his character is not going to be forgotten. That that, in my personal opinion, it ranks up there with one of the, like some of the best NXT feuds of all time. It, it clicked. There's just something about the the chemistry between Eric Young and Ty Dillinger has been fantastic in all of their matchups. It goes Sam- back to the original days of NXT, like when you saw Sami Zayn and Cesaro going at it. We just wanted more. I could watch these two fight over and over again this last time. What a high note. What an intense matchup. A lot of memorable spots. The elbow drop by Eric Young sticks out to me at first. Like, What a high-flying maneuver by Eric Young. He could have made the opportunity to escape from the cage, but it just showed how much he wanted to punish Ty Dillinger for not taking his offer and joining Sanity and just wanted to inflict as much punishment on the perfect time as possible. And that's exactly what this match was about. It was about revenge for one person and proving another person wrong. And you could feel the intensity. The story was truly told in this match where you can understand where Eric Young was coming from and the disappointment of how he truly felt that he could bring back Ty Dillinger's career and make something more of him and how insulted he was when he, you know, denied his, his, you know, kind offer and then kind you, offer joining sanity and rolling around with those psychos is a kind offer honestly it's a, it's a kinder offer than taking an ass whooping for a whole bunch of weeks i i, I truly think like again like it, it went back to the revenge aspect because you know he did deny them so many times they made an, an infatuate like they they just kept coming and coming and coming and coming and coming whether it be his friends his you know just 
every time he tried to step into the ring, every at anything he did, they came at him and tormented him in his last few uh, months in NXT, and you could feel the revenge just coming. The bad blood finally starting like to boil stomps over. Stomps that were going right like to Eric Young's face. You, like the strikes from the get go were tight. Let's not. It's something we haven't seen before. Absolutely brutal start. Standing up to Eric Young, opening the steel. Cage for him. A little Forcing bit of him to come on. A little bit of foreshadowing from the uh, the Undertaker there. The intensity behind him. Slamming the cage behind him. I liked it. You know? There's a little... Uh, Ty wanted to give that whole, I'm not locked in here with you. You're, you're locked, locked in, in here, here with me. me vibe behind Exactly. That and busting Eric Young open with a lot of hard-hitting strikes. That super kick to his face. Rubbing up against the, the steel. What a... That echoed through Florida. It, it, it absolutely... <laughs> the panhandle hurt it all. Eric Young did not pull this victory out. Ty Dillinger finally, finally earned himself the victory that he more than deserved. And the man gets to go out on the highest note possible. But not, but not before all of his friends came to back him up. Because just like I said last week, Dan, just like I said last week, Sanity was going to rear their ugly heads and they were going to make it... Way harder for Ty. The numbers game was a factor, the match, despite the steel cage. You're absolutely correct. It's no disqualification. It may be a cage, and you're locked in there. But the only way to truly take everyone out of the equation is the hell in a cell. All right, and and even then, we've seen people try to break into it. But I really think that you know Ty. Wow, that that intensity at the end of the match where he kept taking down everybody, he took down Killian, and then he locked them in at the end of it. That was just a great way to end Ty's, you know, tenure in NXT. And, you know, congratulations to him. It was nice that, you know, Cassie Asono and... Roderick uh, Strong, Cassie Asono, Ruby Riot coming to Ty Dillinger's rescue to show that Team 10 is in it for as long as Ty Dillinger remained in NXT. The fact that they were able to come out and, you know, remain relevant in the fight against Sanity is certainly important for weeks to come. I... And I can't wait to see Cassius Zono and Killian Dane lock up. That's going to be That's a hard-hitting be matchup between serious. two really big dudes. But I do want to talk about the locking in sanity. Finally, Ty escapes his demons. He locks them behind him. And he moves on to be, hopefully, a key player on the SmackDown Live main roster. Nick, who do you want to see Ty Dillinger feud with first on SmackDown? I think right now Ty Dillinger's best bet is to stay as far away from (laughs) Ziggler because I'm so sick and tired of Ziggler being like the stepping stone to the NXT guys. I want to see him go directly after another NXT guy, someone who's already established on uh, SmackDown Live, someone like Baron Corbin. I cannot wait to tune in every single Tuesday and watch one of my personal NXT favorites go at it in a well-deserved spot. 15 years, hardest working guy in the WWE developmental system. Nick, we've said it before, there's just oodles of respect for Ty. And again, I wish him the best of luck. Absolutely, he deserves it, like you said. And congratulations, Ty. So happy for you. Two proud fans here at the Undisputed Future Podcast. But that about wraps it up for Episode 3. I cannot wait to discuss the April 26th edition Don't forget, we have Aleister Black in action again. We have the United Kingdom Championship of Jack Gallagher taking on the champion Tyler Bate. 
And we also have Andrade Cien Almas facing Drew McIntyre in Drew McIntyre's second singles match on the NXT roster. Don't forget to stay tuned to the Undisputed Future podcast. Follow the Twitter at podcast underscore UF. This is CD Danny Mac and Nikki Six. Thank you for joining us all. Signing off. We'll see you at episode four.